Digital Dissection, a nerd podcast, can at times contain adult language and themes. It is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Digital Dissection Podcast, where we take a closer and possibly unnecessary look at our favorite properties, creators, and topics. We are your humble hosts, Joe and Mark, two pop culture nerds dedicated to telling entertainment history before it's forgotten too soon. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog for more information on the show. We also love to hear from you. Write us at digitaldissectionpodcast at gmail.com. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's get to dissecting. Looking good down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking yeah. quite good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I think I think this movie is probably where uh I got the whole like need to do the German accent thing from, is my guess. Um oh, yeah. so for like for those of you who I don't think we've ever talked about like the German game that I used to play with my friends when we go road tripping um to go snowboarding. Uh, when you get through Nebraska, um, Nebraska, if you're just driving through, you don't live there. It's not very entertaining. Uh, it's just 508 miles of pretty much flat. So we would have an agreement that I'd hold this obnoxious, like snooty German accent through the whole state. And if I don't break it, each of my friends would buy me a dinner. But if I if I broke, I'd have to buy dinner for everyone in one night. So I'd talk the whole time like this. And I would claim how everything that was... In Germany, it was just better than what you have here in the United States. Like you have the Walmart. Well, we have even bigger convenience centers with even more things for cheaper. But the quality is much higher because it was made in Germany, as you know. I, I feel like <laughs> we did bring this up with Kylie Bear when he was on because <laughs> it felt like a joke that he would really kind of get behind or at least something that he would really want to do himself uh being a man of like a thousand voices <laughs> this but, is true mm -hmm. yeah yeah but yeah like this this movie like the uh the germans in this movie are just fantastically over the top and we will get to like the, the the various guest stars that they have as the germans ah phenomenal yeah. which reminds me we should probably in, uh introduce the movie that we are going to be discussing which is 2006's Beer Fest. Yes. Um, I was totally fine with just carrying on over ridiculous German accents the whole time. But yeah, <laughs> let's talk about Beer Fest. This, I feel like this was like an underrated movie. I really do. Um, I, I think everyone was expecting kind of like just, I don't know if they were expecting like Super Troopers 2.0. Um, and this wasn't quite that. It was, it was a lot of similar humor. They did have a lot of throwbacks in there. I think what... Uh, um you had six schlitzes being ordered again yeah. by uh by kevin or landfill in this movie or farva so they they bring a few things back but this is one where i feel like there was a little bit of hype for and then i feel like it just died right away like i remember like um one of those movies like you see like oh the like you've got trailers for like i feel like a solid month before the movie comes out and then it hits the opening day you couldn't go over the weekend because you had other things going on and then suddenly you just never hear about the movie again well, it's kind of the nature of studios making deals in order to make other films. You know, like you've this joke was actually brought up in Arrested Development where Tom Jane makes a formulaic movie in order to make a gritty uh, drug movie, right? <laughs> and 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 this isn't necessarily the mm -hmm. same exact thing, but uh, J. Chandrakasar, who directed 
this movie who some people call like the spiritual leader of broken lizard the mm-hmm. comedy troupe that was in these films um there was a deal brokered with warner brothers when he directed the dukes of hazard film and he said you know if i'll do this film for you if i can make this one ah so that's that's how we ended up getting beer fest so when i think about that since it's a, a deal brokered my thought process is maybe wb didn't put as much backing behind it that a typical you know big budget film would would get from you know marketing standpoint uh even like theater distribution and how many mm-hmm. theaters like physically carry the film ah. um so that's why i think it, it kind of disappeared just kind of came and went mm-hmm. um now before we you know hit the record button joe and i were kind of talking about how beer fest is technically like the the fourth major film that uh that the broken lizard you know comedy group uh, ended up making um and yeah it, it definitely felt like it was a word of mouth film unlike any of the others that it came yeah out well before. i mean club dread i felt was pretty word of mouth like i don't remember here seeing any advertising for that movie um uh, i remember the i think the only advertising i saw for it was like uh we went to rent it and it was solely that like the big sticker around that said uh from the same people who brought you super troopers uh, yeah. which did club dread come out before or after super troopers came in uh, after okay super troopers. gotcha yeah. for a second there, i thought maybe this was like a uh, hey super troopers was great maybe you haven't heard of this thing we already already did called club dread but i mean we could, i i would love to do even a whole episode on just club dread i remember <laughs> my friends and i watching that and thinking like this is the dumbest fun we've had in a long time <laughs> flipping love club dread but yeah, yeah so yeah. you've got super troopers club dread dukes of hazard and then this yeah which yeah. i i jokingly have called it the spiritual you know fourth movie in the broken lizard collection mm-hmm. because you know, the Dukes of Hazard film technically reunited all these guys in smaller roles, right? Yeah, I mean, they with yeah. their uh, their campus cops for the most part. They do a they do a mother god bit, like uh, yeah, homaging back to Super Troopers. Um, yeah, but for the most part, no, they have very minor roles in that film. Yeah, like I think Paul Soder plays uh, uh, one of the newscaster guy, like a news anchor. He's there for oh. Um, yeah, some of the the big race in that movie, but yep. And then I, uh, Roscoe yeah. is in the the movies. He was the priest in um, Beer Fest. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, they it's kind of like the Christopher Nolan, uh, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> collection of actors. <laughs> um, his name was MC Ganey. Uh, yeah, MC Ganey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's so for those of you that don't know, like what Broken Lizard is, uh, it's a comedy troupe of a, you know, a couple of friends that were in the same fraternity in college, mm-hmm. and they you know, ended up forming this comedy group that went on to make films. So uh, we talked about Jay already, who directed the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Kevin Heffernan that Joe mentioned, uh, Steve Lem, Paul Soder, and then uh, Eric Stolhansky. So, you know, these, these guys are um, instantly recognizable to, to many comedy fans, but you may not know them by name, <laughs> which, <laughs> um, which is normal, but very normal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so very small distribution for this movie. And mm-hmm. um, I would definitely say it flew under the radar because, you know, for a comedy, y- you tend to see the ones that like go straight to DVD mm-hmm. not actually be very funny at all. And they might waste money on like an expensive camera to shoot it, but then the content's just really bad. 
Yeah. yeah, they didn't put anything into the whole script or, or acting part of the thing. It's like, you know what? At least it's filmed pretty. Yeah, We got that. Mm -hmm. We, we yeah. put a lot of money into a crane to get a good establishing shot. And yeah. we're going to use that in another film that we think will make money. Yeah. yeah. Which in this case, you know, <laughs> for for a fairly underground comedy, this movie actually mm -hmm. does look pretty good. I, I thought it was pretty well shot. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the reason for why I think this movie um, like actually just physically pops is because it does use a lot of like contrast and bright colors. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it really does kind of jump off the screen in a way that a lot of comedies just don't. Yeah. And so I, I give credit to the guys that made this movie, especially Jay for his direction, because, um, you know, for I, I think the Broken Lizard movies are hilarious. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's comedy that manages to actually tell a decent story, which we'll kind of get to in a little bit. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, like a beer fest, like has, like you said, um, a decent story. It does like a lot of like these these fun storytelling tropes, uh, tropes where you've got um, what they have like there's, there's a bait and switch at some point in time in the movie. There's like an ace or someone who they have to beat, um, and it's got this. I feel like it's any Olympics movie, Olympics based movie, but with drinking yeah. and that's what this movie is like you could take like this is the mighty ducks but with beer and adults this yeah. is miracle but with germans instead of russians and it's it's just comedy because yeah. it's surrounding booze uh it's it's all of those things it's it, it takes everything from those movies uh that you like with having like the little guy having to rise up and beat this much stronger more powerful um like being or something because it's this whole thing uh like it's the idea that like, americans can't really drink we just drink light beer and piss water and so <laughs> you go to like these other countries where they have heavier and darker beer uh that we shouldn't be able to stand a chance so it's just that's the concept but just yeah. kind of blown up to the olympics it's it's great it's hilarious and technically i think it makes sense you know from from that <laughs> angle um Speaking of the technicals of this film, for just a moment before we kind of get into the the meat of it, though, um, there are different versions of this movie out there, which we won't go through beat for beat because um, we'd rather have folks go back and kind of enjoy these things as we've covered in other properties. The whole point is to, you know, make you remember, holy shit, this mm -hmm. actually existed. I need to go back and look at this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and uh, Beer mm -hmm. Fest definitely is one of those films because um there's like i said there's a couple different versions of it there's an unrated mm -hmm. one that has uh 10 extra minutes of content and the the content that they weave in is actually still very funny so i don't want to ruin it for anybody uh, um okay. but it's it's mm -hmm. still very funny and what they really just did was extend uh context and scenes that you mm -hmm. know you've, you've seen time and time again um now the only problem with the extended scenes though is that they are very noticeable they're they're like in 480p so like <laughs> you can tell they're just a little a little bit worse so, yeah. but yeah, mm -hmm. no, yeah we yeah. didn't we didn't we didn't tweak these ones we didn't polish them uh we, they, they didn't make the cutting room they didn't make the cutting room floor <laughs> no, so there's no. we, we stopped yeah there's, there's no there's no hd mm -hmm. filter on these scenes unfortunately <laughs> um one of the funniest mm -hmm. uh featurettes though that comes with these uh these different editions there's mm -hmm. there's actually a a featurette where they uh they go to a scientist who does handle frogs and breeds them so uh we've dubbed it the masturbating frogs featurette that does appear um and and then uh wb mm -hmm. actually 
it completely disavowed one of the uh, bonus features on these DVDs where oh. the uh, the broken lizard guys just basically tell drinking stories. And uh, <laughs> okay, I, I will mention nothing of this because you need to watch this. It is so damn funny um, and it is very vulgar. So even oh, though we have the explicit imagine. warning, mm-hmm. yeah, even though we have the explicit warning, um, we're not going to use it to its fullest potential today. So mm-hmm. <laughs> can we no. walk past that. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of a compelling movie, though, mm-hmm. I, I we did want to kind of go through the the uh, the actors and actresses of this film because it's it's a movie with a lot of recognizable people. There's a lot of talent here outside of the Broken Lizard group. Um, I think what you have are there are there actually three Academy Award winners in this movie? Dude, it's got it's got my boy Donald Sutherland. Yeah, I mean, right away he's he's mm-hmm. uncredited. He plays their uh, their ailing grandpa. And in his honor, actually, people won't be able to see this, but I think I'm going to chug a beer in his honor since he chugs three of them before he passes away. <laughs> so I'm going to do that really quick and hopefully, All right. hopefully this won't take long. So, Joe, we're, we're going to do honor system on this. You just mm-hmm. uh, you just you don't have to count down. I'm just going to chug this really quick. OK, I will let you know when he's done. So we started one. He's got one done. All right. There's In one. his honor. <laughs> <laughs> I I will not be joining Mark in doing that activity. Um, I have what medical experts call a bitch esophagus that is really <laughs> small and uh, doesn't like to function properly. So I have never been good at literally chugging any anything, like even water. If I try drinking that too fast, I'll probably die. So, <laughs> gotta say, this I would uh, not be on this team. Would not be on this team. I'm gonna say when uh, so Donald, Donald Sutherland on his deathbed does chug like three beers in the movie, <laughs> and uh, honestly, I can kind of understand why his eyes are watering because uh, I don't drink like that anymore. That's, <laughs> uh, I mean, it still impressed me. Like that was yeah, that was enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Supporting cast. So uh Cloris mm-hmm. Leachman, who who passed away uh recently, um, she plays like the great grandma or great mm-hmm. gam gam is the car. Is it great gram gam? I'm trying to remember. I think it's the, a gam gam. I think it's gam gam. Yeah. Yeah. She um mm-hmm. she's actually a, a pretty, you know, well established, long, long running actress. She's been around for a long time. Um, and uh, unfortunately she's dearly missed, but she plays a hal- hilarious supporting role in this movie oh my god yeah yeah um, <laughs> the old german grandmother um i think the how to warm up a sausage um <laughs> scene <laughs> will stick with everyone who's seen this movie and that's how they do it traditionally it's not a joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude that's hilarious uh now in in a previous episode we've actually mm-hmm. mentioned uh jürgen Prochnow, who is one of the, uh, the, he plays the grandfather for like the German competitors, like the main antagonists. Mm-hmm. And or I think it's Jürgen, not Jürgen. Sorry, I, I yep. hard J on that one. Jürgen sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jürgen Proctor. Baron von Wolf, Wolfhausen? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Baron von Wolfhausen. <laughs> Dude, he brings Great it German to this name. movie. <laughs> he, he totally brings it to this movie, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can tell that sometimes in a comedy that serious actors, and I, I hate to say serious quote unquote here, no. um, but someone who has played serious roles coming mm-hmm. into a comedy, he, he absolutely kills it. He's, he's a fantastic, like just bad guy. Um, 
<laughs> and I don't know. I feel like he takes it seriously, doesn't he? Like he does, like everything, like everything from um, like the the scene where they're talking about how they're gonna get um the plans back from the Americans for like the perfect beer, and yeah. I think it's like Operation Steingraber is what yeah. he calls it. And everyone's like, I think something else would sound better. And like all like his his grandchildren start like bickering over what they should call it, and he like, and then it's like yeah. I think he slaps all of them. Yeah, he just, Operation he just... Steingraber. Yeah, he just backs up and and slaps the shit out of Will Forte. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I like Brian House 2006. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I can still like to this day, like always off this since I will hear Will Forte saying, "What is it, Grandpapa?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Will Will Forte. This is like early SNL Will Forte mm -hmm. and. Um, for a a bad German accent executed perfectly, he does a oh an amazing amazing job. He um, does. And, it's yeah. like I said, it's, it's the the perfect bad German accent, and this is this is prima Gruber for him, uh, yeah. which I think is his other like uh, that's his SNL film that he did, and like it's a perfect combination of oddly accurate and like cranking corny up to up to eleven, and that's what he does for his German accent for this. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> universally recognized moment in our household is when uh, they they tell the history of this this beer recipe that disappeared from the uh, the von Wolfhausen family, and and Will Forte says it was the greatest beer in all the world. And like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, if there's a, a quotable moment in that in this movie, easily one of the the biggest mm -hmm. ones, but. You know, uh, rounding out the cast, though, um, I, I, you know, I, I kind of consider him to be like a character actor, uh, Nat Faxon. Um, he plays one of the other German brothers of the the hardcore German side uh, for the the Wolfhausens. And mm -hmm. a lot of folks don't know, like, Nat Faxon by name. But if you saw his face, you would instantly know who he is. Yeah, he's I mean, he's uh, in this movie. He's the the other similar build to Will Forte, the black slicked back hair. Um yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. He's not one of the uh the giant uh the giants that are here. It's uh that's Hamacher and Schlammer. <laughs> yes. Those two. Which by the way, that is actually the name or was the name. I don't think it's sort of an upscale mail mail and order catalog in Germany. That's Dude, where they got you, those names from. If you ever flew in an airplane and you look through like the you know, like the 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 gift shop that's like printed mm -hmm. in the magazine, those products are Hemmaker Schlemmer. <laughs> Hemmaker Schlemmer. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever seen those before, uh, like back in the day when you were flying in a plane and they had the magazine in there, you'd open it up and it's like a virtual gift shop. And yeah, Hemmaker Schlemmer yeah, is the company that, that mm -hmm. made this. So, yeah, um, and yeah. uh, those actors were former uh, Mr. Universe uh, contenders too. Yeah. 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 Like legit um, bodybuilders. Now, if I remember correctly, uh, one half of these brothers was in like, a commercial shortly after this like the mm -hmm. obviously the, the big bulked one yeah now it's gonna bother me because i can't remember the name of the the taller you know like hulked out german brother here but he started in uh in gladiator yeah um, mm -hmm. as yeah and so it, it was interesting to see him you know be an academy award-winning film and then <laughs> uh and then end up in this one you know um mm -hmm. but uh oh i think his name is um it's uh, Gunter Schlierkamp. That's that's who Schlemmer was. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna take your word on that. That was like a whole bite of uh, 
Eastern Europe that I'm not prepared or Germania. Uh, <laughs> and I will well, disagree. It sounds right. These, sounds these are accurate. names. These are names I will never have to remember. They just pop in there, uh, race dance style. But um, <laughs> and and Ralph Muller was the other. He was the mm -hmm. taller brother. So um, so yeah. I mean, it it was crazy. Just just how well uh, you know how well cast this movie was. Yeah, I mean um, another. Another person who I believe is a staple, and I think he's I think he's in all the Broken Lizard Broken Lizard movies, and was actually the star of Psych was James Rodé Rodriguez. He's yeah. the uh, he's the German messenger who gets killed um, <laughs> when he delivers the bad news. <laughs> yeah, his his haircut is atrocious, by the way, in this movie. <laughs> he's got like this; uh, it's like bleach blonde, and it's like bowl cut, and it just looks it looks ridiculous. Yep, it's like I mean, imagine that's like was like every like fourth person in '90s Germany is what that haircut was going for. Oh yeah, yeah. They definitely were like trapped in the the early nineties, and when when he appears, he's like, "I have a delivery for the Baron." <laughs> Every, everyone is just played oh, ridiculous but, over yes. the top in this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, Which speaking yeah. of, I have the Baron. We forgot to say this. Uh, do you remember? Uh, I know who they originally tried casting as Baron von Wolfhausen. No, no, I don't. I don't know who they did that with. David Hasselhoff. Oh my god! It was the first consideration. It's the first guy they wanted to go to, but uh. The Hoff was uh didn't he declined, did not want to be a part of it, which is too bad. He was missing out. I'm actually Your kind of okay with time. it. I'm yeah, okay with it. I think yeah. it worked out fine. Yeah, which mm -hmm. yeah, I guess we've kind of uh, talked technical and talked shop for long enough. Uh, maybe actually getting into some of the meat of this movie because, as we mentioned, mm -hmm. there there are some storytelling uh, uh, elements of this for a comedy that are kind of odd, and one of them is this this kind of long burning mystery that carries throughout the film mm -hmm. uh which we've labeled the mystery of a whore and a stable boy <laughs> a whore because... and a stable boy yes the stable boy a stable boy <laughs> <laughs> which which is the basis for this movie yeah. so um we've we've mentioned the name uh wolf house a couple of times and really where this movie kind of begins is this mystery of the wolf house family as we mentioned donald sutherland's character passes away and in the process, there the great grandmother of this family basically tells her boys, take his his ashes mm -hmm. and bring them back to the motherland, which is obviously Germany here, and do it during beer fest. Which yes, I mean, because doesn't it technically start out as like they're actually at Oktoberfest, and then they're told that there is this secret underground beer drinking competition. Well, yeah, how it starts mm -hmm. off is they, yeah, they, they go to beer fest. They're supposed to meet up with this guy who they've never met called Mr. Sneel Vixen. Mm -hmm. And they, yeah, they basically just have to wait until he discovers them. So yeah, they go to beer fest. They're getting drunk. They're carrying the ashes around with them. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, you know, hilarity ensues and they completely ruin uh, the beer fest uncorking ceremony within this like big beer tent. And yeah, kind of, kind of <laughs> goes crazy. Yep. Um, one thing I will say kind of behind the scenes for this movie that I remember, um, I think it was on like either the, like, uh, one of the tracks or one of the featurettes of like the, the, uh, the original DVD, but this original beer fest scene was shot like two different ways. And okay. I, I think what they ended up doing was originally it was supposed to involve like the German side of the family mm -hmm. and like the tradition of, uh, tapping the beer keg at beer fest. 
because it's actually a big ah. deal. You're supposed to untap the the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the keg a certain way. You know, you fill up a beer, and it's a really important thing. So they were going to do that initially, which I think may have provided some good, like, story building in a movie that, you know, <laughs> wouldn't really need it. It didn't um, need it, but it has it. Yeah, yeah it's it's mm -hmm. it's discussed. So they, they shot it that way. But, um, but yeah, so really, after that point, this mystery kind of continues, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And we get to a little bit more context of of this other side of the German family. So you have the Wolfhaus family that lives mm -hmm. in the Americas, and then we discover the Wolfhausens. Yes, that, the Wolfhausens. <laughs> yeah, the, the Wolfhausens that live in Germany. Yeah, um, and yeah. as they and these these Wolfhausens are very prominent as they own one of the most successful breweries, uh, brewing companies in Germany, which is, yeah. I think they reveal shortly after you meet the Baron. Yeah, now they're fourth best though. Yeah, they're fourth, fourth best. best. Mm -hmm. Which do you remember the other all the other beers um, that Germany has? I remember it's like was it Rotterhausen or Rotterhausen or something? It, there's mm -hmm. uh, Bex. Bex and... is the honestly I, 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 I just remember Bex because yeah. it's the last one they bring up. <laughs> they name the four Unbex. Yeah, Unbex. 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 Yeah, it's oh god. I, you know the before they even get to like the the whole beer fest uh, competition that we'll talk about. There's a a really big reference that takes place as they have to, you know, hurriedly leave Oktoberfest mm -hmm. for the drinking competition. Now, Joe, do you know what that whole part is referencing as they traverse this like underground? Oh yes, I do. Because anyone who is anyone that is a Jean Claude Van Damme fan will instantly recognize this from Bloodsport. <laughs> yeah. It is the the descent into the Kumite. Is what we have here, <laughs> and I, I can't. I mean, I can't think of a better way to like show this journey either, because it is so ridiculous, you yeah. know. Um, and uh, and I think what's really funny about it is that the Broken Lizard guys uh, all play yeah. a part in this like underground, and yeah, they're all there. They're all there, and like ran like mm -hmm. random street vendors. One one of uh, Heffernan is like grinding a leg into a yeah. And he's like he's like grinder. dressed as a woman driving. It's like he's, he's like he's an old woman like putting a leg in a meat grinder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then Steve Lem is like he's like a he's a clown with a strap. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> I, <laughs> it is so striking. It's oh so ridiculous, God. man. Yep. It is. And, oh. Jay has the most calm one where he's just like a blind guy being circled by a kid on a tricycle. Yeah. 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 He's, just, he's just wearing a turban, <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's, it's just over the top ridiculous. And um, I, I just thought it was funny because when I looked into it, um, apparently they, they adapted this because they were all big fans of Bloodsport. They would watch it together and they're just like, I need to be able to put that in this movie somehow. Yeah. And it, it works really well. It's actually, yep. it's really, really funny. So, yeah. And it's, it's one of several homages they do to different, to different movies throughout this one, which again, just shows like these guys also like, they don't even like it. It's not that they just like making movies. They love movies in general. And you see this throughout beer fest. Um, yeah. So as we get through the story, there are at least three other ones that I can think of. Um, yeah, other three big references as we get through the story. But we'll wait till we get there. Wait yeah. till we get there. So we uh, we go down into the actual beer fest competition. And here we see basically people from all over the world, from different countries, 
um, participating in basically college drinking game competitions. <laughs> You've got like beer pong, which I've never played beer pong like they do in this movie because they actually use paddles, yeah, which is yeah. phenomenal. And I feel like it would be much harder than like traditional just toss the pong ball in the cup uh, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, they've got quarters. They've got um, like... Uh, I'm trying to think of like the actual names, but basically like it's more or less Simon says with pounding on the table and then doing like you have to get like all the um, the gestures right going from that, person to person. I believe that's Thumper, isn't it? Thumper. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Like, so basically college drinking games made into the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I remember. Uh, I can't remember all of these because they actually use like German names, but I think they called uh a beer pong like beer paddle kruger and uh <laughs> and then like coin or uh, quarters was called like wagra bounce uh, <laughs> the, uh, coin bounce yeah 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 monkey chug was uh, uh monkey krogan like it, mm -hmm. it, they were all just <laughs> 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 it was it was hilarious just to see how like you could you could just feel that like uh the the vibe was that people had been in beer fest and you're not supposed to talk about it but mm -hmm. they adapted the games into like college drinking games you know at some point because <laughs> i mean because this these games reportedly in the in the movie go back i mean at least 100 years maybe more yeah. um so it's 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 hilarious because they have like these oil paintings on the wall of like the original wolfhausens and like mm -hmm. yeah so you get the vibe that like this isn't just some you know it's literally like a fight club for beer drinking which with i like on those paintings it turns out i think it was it was one of one of the actors brothers actually did, made all those paintings and one of them is one of if i think uh, is it buchanan or polk one of them is one of the presidents oh <laughs> that's you, mean up the, there. you mean like the oh okay the, the actual mm -hmm. painting or the yeah post? the actual no the, the actual painting one of them is is one of our presidents i'm trying to oh james uh, polk is up there who who is it i'm trying to oh it, it's killing me okay yeah i i guess i never even really looked at that it, is, it was polk it was polk he was when it was up there he was um yeah he's just one of the paintings <laughs> okay <laughs> which i don't know why he's up there um because it's actually kevin heffernan's brother is the one who did all the paintings that are up there and he now has them he has all those paintings are up in in heffernan's office uh at broken lizard <laughs> <laughs> I see now even I have something to look out for next time because I completely didn't know that but why would why would James Polk be <laughs> I don't know I it may be the same reason that James Van Buren was was chosen for Seinfeld for a gang oh I guess for I the mean, Van Buren boys I don't know yeah well I mean hey I guess I guess there have been stranger things yeah um, <laughs> Yeah, I, so we got James Polk in Beer Fest. We got Martin Van Buren in Seinfeld, topsy turvy. Yep. But, but yeah, dude. So speaking of calling it the, the Fight Club of Beer, that's that's mm -hmm. literally like the first rule because, as we find out, uh, Mister Schneelvixen that led the Wolfhouse brothers down there. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, there's a very hard rule that you don't bring Americans to Beer Fest. No. Because Americans can't drink. No, we can't. Mm. No, we're just don't we're... bring them there. <laughs> and 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 then Mr. Schnellvixen's led into a, a a dark room where he's immediately executed. He which, which, <laughs> <laughs> which, 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 dude, for for a comedy, 
I was laughing really hard when that happened. How oh, couldn't I, you? <laughs> this like this was punishable by death. <laughs> something that uh, I didn't I didn't know was possible until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just it was uh, God. It just it's so striking, man. Like it just because everything stops for like a brief second and then it just resets. Like it's like everyone's like, "Yep, yep. he's dead now." It's yeah, he's gone. It's a, we move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, we got stuff to get through. Yeah, you know and. This is something I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you, Joe, because I, I asked myself this question because I first saw this movie in college mm-hmm. um, and my, my buddies introduced me to it and uh, ever since I've been glued. But does the idea of Beer Fest like sound possible to you? Like, does the premise of Beer Fest, does it sound like it, it's something that could actually exist? Oh, absolutely. Like, ap- like there's no doubt in my mind that this could legitimately be going on somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and like i feel like it should be like just an actual thing like i don't know like the olympics sorry i'm not i don't watch them heavily like even like the big things like i'll watch tennis because i like tennis and like a small parts of me wants to care about hockey for the olympics but i don't care about hockey for the olympics but if you had these guys playing beer pong like with paddles doing all these things and presley just getting worse i'm like I get why people would not like it. Like it's just it's it's um for the same criticisms that the movie got that it's like glorifying drinking, but I think it'd be fun as shit to actually watch. Like 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 watching drunk people trying to do these like things over these long periods of time. I think it'd be great. Like of all the shit entertainment we have for reality TV, this would actually be gold. Dude, I'm right there with you on this. Like yeah. That's the exact same commentary I had was that for one, if it did exist, we wouldn't know because no. well, we're not a part of it. So mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, I, I honestly think it would be more interesting to watch than than the actual Olympics. Completely. Yeah. Oh God. And like speaking on like the uh the reception of the movie for a little bit, because I'd mentioned that like the the heavy criticism the movie got was that it glorified drinking. Uh, one one thing they actually were very conscious about this movie is like at no point ever in this movie does someone drink and get behind the wheel of a car. Whenever yeah. they drink, they're always tax. They're always in taxis. The closest yeah. they get to actually driving is when they're on like five people on a tandem bicycle, which yes. you definitely should not try. But then again, <laughs> as someone who's tried doing a tandem bicycle sober, if you try getting out, my guess is as soon as you get out when you're drunk, you're just going to fall over right away and give up and get a cab anyway. <laughs> You know, I do want to point something out about this 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 five person tandem bicycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are four people that are actually pedaling to get that thing to go, but <laughs> except for Jay Trandrekishar, he is not pedaling. He's like standing straight up on the on the yep. seat. If you if you watch, <laughs> and I was always like, how did he get away with that? You know, just because he's, yeah, he's the director. Right? Yeah. he's yeah. the leader technically. Oh man, he's well, the Eminem of D twelve. He's the leader of the band. <laughs> they don't even know the name of the band. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's that's a good good segue into uh, you know the 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 team of Americans that get absolutely embarrassed yeah. in Germany because mm-hmm. I mean the the brothers you know Jan and Todd Wolfhouse they just they get smoked by the Germans they don't drink yep. dark beer they just no. they never had a chance so Mm-mm. that's really where the the jumping off point is for this movie yep that 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 we need to get the dream team together. And, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say this is this is the moment that every action junkie lives for because we have to get a team together. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. yes. You, you got me all fast and furious. Like ready, we got to get a team together. Let's <laughs> do this, family and everything. 
<laughs> yeah, normally in a Van Damme movie, it would be like this is where a friend or a family member would be murdered, you know, and yeah. and and then that sparks it. You know, in this and case, we, we have a death. Montage. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. We yeah. get a death that that feels this one. Um, now you've you've mentioned that landfill uh, played uh, by Kevin Heffernan, in other ways mm -hmm. known as Phil Crundle. Um, his his origin story in this film is is probably one of the the, the, <laughs> the, the, the funniest things I've ever seen in a yep. comedy. Uh, where he is, he's essentially just, well, I'll, I'll actually use, uh, Finkelstein's or, you know, Fink's term mm -hmm. for it. He, he's a fat asshole. That's yeah. just what he does. He's yeah. the Eric Cartman of the group. <laughs> yeah. And he, he gets fired from a brewery because they make thousands of bottles oh, of beer a day and he drinks 45 off the line and he's, <laughs> he's the asshole. He's the asshole. Which now that I mean, you saying that makes me realize how much I actually quote this movie on a daily basis or like, I'm, I'm maybe not daily basis is the right term, but how frequently I do because anytime oh, yeah. anyone ever mentions going to a brewery, my immediate thought goes to, oh, goddamn brewery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he launches the freaking like, he just like, when you meet, when you meet landfill, he's like doing a, uh, like a hot dog eating competition. Yeah. That he wins effortlessly and he just someone brings up the brewery and he just chucks the trophy he just destroys it because he's <laughs> mad about bringing the brewery up oh my god <laughs> it is a hilarious like like background for a character that like he's he's passionate about beer and food and mm -hmm. that's pretty much it <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and we mentioned, mm -hmm. um, you know, Fink or his name, full name is Charlie Finkelstein, who's mm -hmm. like the science nerd of the group. That, uh, I, you know, something I want to point out about him, uh, I didn't know if you if you noticed this, but one of like the the origins that he was supposed to have in this in this movie was that he had like the scientific method down for like the perfect drinking pose, and they they. <laughs> They, they they talk about this in the in the behind the scenes mm -hmm. and there's a there's a, a very specific point in the movie we'll mention later that they had to change but his pose actually stayed in the movie because they shot it and then changed it last minute so oh. yeah like you see it later when fink and like uh landfill are like challenging each other to a chug he he does this specific pose that you can watch for next time mm-hmm and they don't explain it. They never reference it because they, they changed the whole background of it. But he does it like two or three times throughout the movie that, oh, you know, that, that here's this perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the perfect pose. This is how we do it. And uh, yeah, so it still exists in the movie. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, one one thing, Joe. Now, no notes. I want you to, to close down all the uh, all the documents you might be looking at. Yeah. Now. One of our favorite characters in this movie is Barry Badgerneth. Mm-hmm. Played by Jay himself. Yes. Who becomes a a male prostitute after falling on hard times. <laughs> now, Joe, mm -hmm. I wanted to play a game with you here because oh, God. many people have referenced Barry Badgerneth and his male prostitution. But more importantly, do, do I have to guess prices? What he charges. Oh my he, god. <laughs> that he, he wants you to do so. No notes. I'll see the glare in your, mm -hmm. your glasses, sir. <laughs> so all right. So here's what we're mm -hmm. gonna do. Okay. How much how much is it, Joe, to look at it? I think that's 50 cents. That's that is one dollar. Ah, it's a dollar. Okay. Dollar look up, at it. If we round up for inflation, I mean you're probably close though. 
<laughs> how much? How much does Barry Bajanath uh, charge to touch it? That's two dollars. Yes, he doubles two, that. Two two dollars to touch the penis of Barry Bajanath. <laughs> no. How much does it cost to watch him touch it? <laughs> uh, that's is that one fifty? No, like sir. That, that goes up. That price goes it up goes, to watch it, him touch it. Okay, it goes up. It is three dollars to watch him touch it. Him touch it. Okay. Now we're, we're going to increase the difficulty a little bit. How much does it cost to touch it while he touches his toes? <laughs> is that seven? I feel like that's seven dollars. <laughs> Maybe where you're from, it's five dollars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now this one might be easy to get but i'm gonna throw it out there uh, how much is it to touch it while he touches your toes that is that, is that seven dollars you're close at six six it's, damn it it's $6. price is right failure you can't go over joe come on <laughs> all right now this is where we can probably do lightning round how much does mm -hmm. a bj cost from barry badgernath ten dollars Right you are, sir. It'll, it'll cost you a nice Chris Hamilton for mm -hmm. Barry to service you on that, <laughs> from that standpoint. <laughs> How about an HJ? HJ, um, it's 15. No, it is not. It is, it is $12. Now, I, I always question this one. Why would a BJ mm -hmm. be less than an HJ? I just don't, I don't know. know. I just don't know. I, I, I'm lost on it. <laughs> Like right. mouth stuff is always better than hand stuff. <laughs> well, finally, mm -hmm. at the the last, uh, I guess the last item on the menu of very this Badgenet, one I remember. How much does a ZJ cost? Well, if you have to ask, you can't afford it, Mark. <laughs> and this is a reference to actually a figure from American history. Do you know who it is? Ooh. That's actually good. I yeah. I don't know what the ZJ is referencing. It's referencing none other than American tycoon J.P. Morgan. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to know why that is the case. He was he was asked about um he how much he paid for a yacht that he had purchased, and he basically responded with, "If you have to ask for the price, then you can't afford it." Oh. Okay. Uh, so nothing, nothing nearly as um sexual. <laughs> as, as Barry, but yeah, yep, it was a reference to J.P. Morgan. See, and that's that's why I was thinking, like, wait, so was was J.P. Morgan doing doing <laughs> turning tricks underneath a bridge? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I imagine like... that's how he got his empire. He built it from there. <laughs> just just <laughs> one ZJ at a time. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is probably the most quoted line in, in beer fest is the zj yep. moment um now we I, I do know what the zj explanation supposedly is interesting okay but once again this is one of those moments where yes we have the explicit label on this show mm -hmm. but folks can google this themselves we don't need to necessarily do that oh, <laughs> for no. you um one thing i will say though is that it, it involves inebriation and the use of recreational drugs and we'll leave it at that Okay. Um, That's but fair. yes, it is. It is absolutely ridiculous. But Joe, you know what? I I would say you're pretty close on the on ordering off of the Barry Badgernaf menu. You 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 knew quite uh quite a few of those and pretty close. I, I knew what I think I got three right. So yeah, well, enough that people know that I've tried, but I'm not a regular customer. 
Yeah. 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 You're, you're just adjacent to this, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh man. Well, so we assemble this team, right? This is like mm-hmm. the all-stars. We've got guys do volume. We've got the quarters stuff figured out. Yep. That's um, Barry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the, actually a good part of this movie is actually just the training uh, yep. of of drinking more beer mm-hmm. um now we're not going to go like you know word for word on how no. this this montage is going to go but i'd like to ask you a question joe about the concept of drinking volume and tolerance and whether or not this seems feasible because as you know joe people mm-hmm. train for volume contests all the time but liquor is a totally different concept than just consuming large quantities of mm-hmm. things so the question I want to pose here is would the idea of training for a drinking competition really just improve tolerance and volume at the same time? Cause I don't think you can really do both. I don't think so. And I don't know because I just think of like now I feel like my age has a lot more to play in with my tolerance for alcohol than anything because like, college yeah yeah i could i feel like i could rebound in no time or i could i could actually like hold my liquor a lot better um because like now basically i i i loathe the idea of being in my 30s and hung over for two days in a row so i i definitely pace myself um i feel like that has more to play with if i if i tried drinking now i would just be you know an alcoholic who didn't who couldn't drink as much as he used to so i don't think i don't know if that works don't know if that works it's something I've always asked about, you know, because I, I just based on the science alone, like the more that you consume liquor, you know, the, the higher your tolerance is going to be to it. So mm-hmm. that that makes sense to me that you could achieve that because they do reference this later later in the movie that, uh, you know, hey, I've been training for a beer competition all year long. My tolerance is through the roof. Mm-hmm. But just because your tolerance for alcohol improves. That doesn't necessarily mean that you can just drink more all the time. No, not and, especially not chugging. Like I think that that I don't know. I don't know if it can be taught. Might be able to. I can't do it, so I'll never know. <laughs> I mean, I've literally won one shotgun competition in my life, and it had nothing to do with how well I could drink. I was going to say, I thought you that you were going to say it had nothing to do with with beer. I just no. drew faster than the other guy did. No, no, what uh. <laughs> What had really happened is I had just gotten out of the shower because this was a time where like you could actually smoke in bars and I hated that going in my bed smelling like cigarette smoke. So I took a shower when I got back at bar time and my, my roommates were still drinking. And so they wanted a shotgun a beard as they literally handed it to me as soon as I got out of the shower. And we went out to our, our like our little patio area where we always did where we always shotgunned because we didn't want to get on the carpet because we yeah. were responsible apparently. And as soon as I start the shotgunning process, my towel falls off and I am just naked on the patio of my college apartment and my two roommates just lose it. They just stop, they laugh and they give up. And I just, I kept going the whole time. <laughs> it was the only time I've ever won. Powerful so, tactic. Yes. Yeah. Just, just flash <laughs> anyone who's there and you'll probably win. Well, speaking of winning, you know, as the the core group here is training to beat the Germans, you know, in this competition space, they do end up learning about some of this mystery that we've we've discussed that you're introduced to early in the film. Mm-hmm. You know, how are the Wolfhausens and the and the 
and the Wolfhouse families intertwined, you know, how, how does this all make sense? And, you know, as they're training for beer, we, we come across Bobo, this, this wooden, uh, you know, puppet or, you know, mm-hmm. toy that, that their, their grandfather yeah. carried with them. Nightmare fuel. Oh God, that thing's scary. It's creepy as shit. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But, but once again, dude, it, it, it's, it carries the mystery yeah. of this movie mm-hmm. that we're introduced to early on. And, you know, when I've read reviews of this, um, people were like really hard on this movie, like just not having uh, solid cinematic or thematic mm-hmm. elements to it. And uh, even though this isn't like a quote unquote spoiler free discussion of beer fest, yeah. I, this, this idea of like Bobo being the solution for like this missing recipe that's been gone yeah. for like, you know, mm-hmm. 70 years. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like this this is actually a pretty good plot point. It is plot be- device. because what it does is it it increases the 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 severity of the story. Because before that point, all you really had is that we have these upstart Americans who are kind of like this disgraced portion of a family that's wealthy in Germany for their for their beer brewing abilities. And we don't really know why. We just know that they we don't like them. They shouldn't be there. And then out of creepy wooden doll pops the secret formula to the perfect beer and they let the germans know they have it so now the stakes are are even higher for like the the villains because like okay not only do we have to beat them because we're just basically villains for the sake of being villains but now they actually have something of value to us that makes our villainy more palpable or more understandable yeah isn't it crazy how we're like dissecting a comedy that has a fairly compelling it like does. under underlying mm-hmm. plot to it um almost in the tune of like ghostbusters right like ghostbusters mm-hmm. has this this crazy like just ridiculous mythos behind it and and we've kind of got that here too we've we've got this like this yeah warring family politics mm-hmm. and and how things like critically changed because of yeah this 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 like wooden doll and a secret beer formula that it contained. Um, so I don't know the, I think one of the, the most quoted lines outside of the ZJ one does occur here mm-hmm. where, where Barry says, I want to, I want to freeze it in the winter and skate on <laughs> it, it and then melt it in the springtime and drink it. And then I think, shortly shortly either after that or before it it was no it's before that because it's when they're doing like the main montage was actually yet another very famous movie nod that they did so if you recall barry is probably like the most animated drunk of the group Mm -hmm. and so he has this over (laughs) he has definitely like rose-colored glasses when he's drunk everything looks better to him when he's drunk and he also can't control himself very well so after a night of heavy training he wakes up in a field next to a deer that he's mutilated and he's butt naked (laughs) he says oh no not again and he just gets up and takes off (laughs) butt naked yeah (laughs) completely naked and this is um it's a direct reference to uh an american werewolf in london oh yeah 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 Yeah, Yeah. yep Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> the, the best part about that scene is that the the deer's throat is completely ripped out. Just gone. And, <laughs> and, and Barry's like his bottom lip all the way down, like half his chest is just covered in blood. And um 
this is this is another example of like these these absolutely ridiculous comedic elements in this movie that people I think were just way too hard on. Yeah. You know, because, mm-hmm. because yeah, that one hit me like a sack of bricks the first time I saw it. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it's just an example of a lot of these micro jokes that just stack up yeah. to this movie. Yep. And another one that I have to even back up further on because it was, it was before our previous mentions was actually right away at the first beer fest um, in the movie when there's a, there's a scuffle that builds out and Rolf says, do it. Come on, kill me. What you waiting oh, for? Yeah. Yeah. Credit yeah. reference right there. Yeah, do it now. What you waiting for? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it, no. This movie does a great job at being, you know, much more than it apparently offers about a comedy of just a bunch of guys drinking for a acidine beer drinking competition. It just kind of keeps putting things on top of it because you have not only that's of course the Germans, but you've got um, like strife within the group where the members don't function together. So they have to actually not only come together to like, you know, actually drink better, but have to come together as an actual team because yeah. you've got Barry and um, yeah, Barry and, uh, and Todd. And is it Todd? Yeah, Barry yeah. and Todd. I couldn't remember which one of the brothers it was. Yeah, Barry and Todd don't get along because Barry, I think, uh, slept with Todd's wife at one point specifically he doinked todd's doinked boyfriend, todd's, todd's girlfriend yeah. Now, yeah. Is it girlfriend now wife now wife yeah um mm-hmm. but it wasn't just as simple as them hooking up there was also a third party named silo johnson who apparently was not <laughs> storing corn in that thing <laughs> <laughs> there's a great nickname oh my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's hilarious though that uh, these kinds of things are woven into this oh, movie because mm-hmm. you know there, there there is that cat and mouse element that you mentioned with like the the bad guys versus the mm-hmm. good guys. Uh, there's this idea of like the the various intel that they both kind of get on each other throughout, um, and and then kind of being coached too by their their great grandmother who who brings up the idea of training by drinking ram's piss oh my god yeah because <laughs> if you can drink ram's piss you can drink anything <laughs> she, she says she says if you can drink ram's piss fuck you could drink anything <laughs> and, and then and then there it's like hey she said fuck <laughs> she really does talk like a whore you know and and that's the that's another thing that we kind of glossed over is that like mm-hmm. we we the slow burn of finding out that your oh. your great grandma was actually a prostitute at one yep. point, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but to to her credit, man, she has one of the most heartfelt moments in this movie, where she like looks at them and she goes, "Hey, she really is a whore." Then she says, "Aren't we all whores in our own way, or something like that?" And they're just like, "Oh wow, she's right." <laughs> oh, God, that was great, man. Oh um, man. Yeah. Now, to to kind of reinforce your mm-hmm. point, though, before of how the the people who have been tough on this movie for like glorifying mm-hmm. beer drinking, uh, like you mentioned, they don't get into cars, they don't do any of that mm-hmm. stuff. All the beer that's consumed throughout this movie, that's like actually real beer, is mm-hmm. technically non alcoholic beer. On top Very of that, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would so if you if you recall the beer from this movie, it's all basically lighter looking beer. Or when I say lighter looking beer, it doesn't mean like light beer but your more traditional beer um, coloring. However, there is some dark beer that's consumed in this movie. And O'Doul's doesn't make 
a dark shaded beer. Do you know how they pulled this off? Because it was still non-alcoholic. Was it tea? No. It was oh. Oduels mixed with Diet Coke. Oh. Oh, I know. No. I feel like that's that's a victory just in itself just to drink that. <laughs> I was going to say that. Oh, it doesn't that sound actually, good at all. It makes you feel uneasy just thinking <laughs> yeah. about that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, because there, there's two, there's a couple spots where they drink dark beer in this movie, and mm-hmm. and the the second time they do it or the third time near the end, like it's clearly CGI. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like they're yep. they're not they're not really drinking that. No, no. Which um, is, I mean, that and that CGI bit as well as um one bit where they're playing ping pong, uh, beer pong. And there's a very dramatic, like jumping hit to like make it in. Uh, not only were they drinking real beer the whole time, but they were also actually playing every shot that you see, every drinking game you see, they're actually yeah. playing those drinking games. So every time yeah. you see a beer land in a glass or in a cup, someone actually made that. It wasn't thrown in or dropped right above or to make it look like uh, to make it look like someone threw it in. So, yeah, yeah great, uh, great commitment to actually <laughs> playing your beer, your drinking games. I mean, it's pretty funny. Uh, I think the only part that, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't, actually done was when the mug gets broken and then the dude's chewing oh, probably not <laughs> probably not um but and out of out of this competition also comes one of my favorite phrases i'd never heard before this and still use to this day to describe someone who is a lot of talk and doesn't act a lot on anything that they say because like i'll talk and no walk honestly pretty lame sounding not nearly as great as He's all fur coat and no trousers. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Favorite, one of my favorite phrases of all time. Thank yeah. you, British drinking team, for introducing me to he's all fur coat and no trousers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pip Scutney. That's his name. Yeah. That, I, that, that is another part about this that I, I think that folks should look out for the next time you watch it is that like the mm-hmm. just the immediate bonding between the American team and the and the British team. Like, yep. like they introduce them to the whole thing they get a little lippy with each other because they actually face them head to head in the in the mm-hmm. next beer fest but like you can tell those guys just 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 love each other it's time yeah yeah <laughs> and, and then the fact that the british people are always slapping each other i never got that but it's i don't either know. it's like how they psych each other up they just slap 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 yeah. okay <laughs> Well, as we've mentioned, this isn't really a spoiler-free review or, mm-hmm. or introduction to the movie, but we, we do want to talk about a couple things with regards to, you know, where Beer Fest kind of falls within, a, like, like the legacy conversation here. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Broken Lizard is made, what, like seven movies now? And people are pretty much, uh, you know, when they talk about Broken Lizard, they, they com- mm-hmm. like compare them with, with yeah. you know super troopers and, and all that so oh, yeah it's, it's, not, it's interesting that they always compare them amongst themselves and never to really any outside movies it's just like <laughs> nope, we're just gonna compare them just with their own body of work which, which is kind of nice yeah yeah, yeah it is funny though it. mm-hmm. it's true i've never heard anybody like go like oh yeah let me start comparing uh, a broken lizard comedy to you know like a monty python style of comedy yeah. right. it was know. pretty great but it was no ace ventura pet detective let me tell yeah. you <laughs> 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 well, I, I I know what I'm going to say, Joe. But mm-hmm. what where do you think Beer Fest falls within the, uh, the the Broken Lizard catalog? This is one where I am going to actually like pull out my Jeremy Clarkson analogy. Um, 
So I would say in like, as far as legacy goes, where this belongs is solid number two spot right under super troopers. Um, and just because super troopers is the one that really, I mean, their first really, really big movie. It was everyone like when that movie came out, everyone loved it. Um, everyone kind of knew what it was. The movie didn't take itself seriously and it was fantastic. It's what put them on the map. And I'm going to say that this is the better movie. I think beer fest is the better movie between the two. So where the Jeremy Clarkson thing comes in is this honestly is probably like, let me think of the way he, he, he puts this exactly. He's like, he has like, he knows a German shepherd is a fantastic dog. Well, tra easily trained, big protective, everything you want in an animal, but he has his dog and he really likes his dog. The German Shepherd's the better dog. But he loves his dog, so for his dog is better to him. And I think, like, Super Troopers is Jeremy Clarkson's dog. And honestly, Beerfest is the German Shepherd. Uh, if we're going to keep going with more, even more German stuff. I think it's the better made movie. Um, but it's never going to be quite like seeing these guys doing what they did for the first time. See, now, th this is where I've disagreed with people pretty much ever since I watched beer fest, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I loved, I love super troopers. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a, it was a funny movie. And when it came out, like you said, none of us had really seen something like this or, you know, that, that level of just uh weird humor. Yeah. Um, but for me, I, I do think it's, it is the number one. I think that beer mm -hmm. fest trumps and, and, and pulls ahead of, of, uh, of super troopers because, yeah. It, it does like it's it's humor doesn't rely on that weirdness that super troopers does it's 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 pulling out really really funny jokes that frankly mm -hmm. you don't have to be high to appreciate no <laughs> i'll just be blunt <laughs> um and and uh i really do think that more people talk positively of super troopers because mm -hmm. It, it was more popular people had you know mm -hmm. had more exposure to it yep. and i think that's the only reason why people say this is because they haven't seen beer fest mm -hmm. but they say well super troopers was funny i don't think anything's gonna top it you know yeah mm -hmm. and and that's usually where that conversation starts yeah it's, and it's it's not fair to beer fest it just isn't yeah mm -hmm. yeah it really isn't fair because you know super troopers doesn't have a bad plot you know no. i mean it still tries to do something mm -hmm. But even then, like I, you know, I, part of it falls into that Seth Rogen territory where it feels less like a comedy and more like a not a fully committed to action movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. And, yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's where some people uh, forget how different the second half of Super Troopers is from the first mm -hmm. half. Yeah, um, we still do get some pretty ridiculous and stupid things that happened in, in mm -hmm. beer fest. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's not an Academy Award winner for a reason. No. Um, but I mean, I, I think that the, the humor is more consistent throughout that movie. Yeah, I really do. And I would argue that like super troopers, the, the story takes the backseat to the comedy is that it's fueled. It's meant to go from really joke to joke, but yeah. it has enough of a story where it doesn't feel like we're just moving from one gag to the next. Uh, because like you, when you look at like, like a lot of major reveals in super troopers, they're within a gag. So like when we, when I think, was it when we find out that the, the apartment may actually be in trouble, it's when they're doing the, um, um, the, uh, what am I even thinking of the bulletproof, uh, jockstrap. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And like they're doing like this stuff within that. Whereas like Beer Fest is like, no, like there is a legitimate story here and there's comedy within the storytelling that just works yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's a really good point because uh I, I don't really feel like there is a there there's not many sight gags in Mm-mm. in Beer Fest. You know, I mean it's it, it is kind of comedy woven into dialogue and yeah. And it, and it just just happens to work. It, it's kind of like the the effect of, and I don't want to use it again, but I will. Uh, the, I, I say that a lot, don't I? I'm not going to say this, but I'm going to say it now. Um, <laughs> but it does kind of remind you of how like Aykroyd and Murray and those guys kind of behave in a character. Mm-hmm. You know, like you 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 don't feel like you're living for a joke. You feel like you're living to observe what that character does next. Yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I know I'm probably getting too poetic with it, but. Either way, I, I think that's why it it, it mm-hmm. truly feels like a more you know matured movie, if I can even use that term in <laughs> With relation. This group? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, and that's not to shit on on Super Troopers. It's no, it's still a no. great film. Yeah, love Super Troopers. Again, like when it comes to honestly, when it comes to this group, I think the only film the film they made that I wasn't like a big fan of uh, was Dukes of Hazard. And yeah. Dukes of Hazard, like, I remember like I saw it when I was again like college age love cars so initially i liked the movie but that's like of of all their films i can't go back and watch it and feel like yeah this is still fun um but, but dukes of hazard still isn't a, a broken lizard movie no it's it's you know brothers yeah yeah they're they're just involved in it and jay yep. directed it but i mean but yeah that's not like it's not their brand no it's not their brand of comedy it's mm-hmm. it's totally totally a different direction so I mean, yeah, I, I, that's why I think, for one, Beer Fest is a movie that I used to watch almost every week, and mm-hmm. I would I would eat a ton of pizza and <laughs> laugh my ass off for a night, and so mm-hmm. it has a very special place in my heart. But one thing I will say about this, we've had alluded to it a little, is that there are a lot of reviewers out there who have called this a bad movie that just happens to be funny. Hmm. Now, obviously, I know we're both going to you know passionately disagree with that oh, yeah <laughs> but uh, but I, I guess if we just to be objective here if we had to pull mm-hmm. elements out of this movie that we would just call bad that might benefit from a rewrite or might benefit mm-hmm. from a different direction i mean what would you change about this movie <sighs> i don't know not much because honestly like even even the parts that again like are dumb like transitioning from landfill one to landfill two. Like, oh, he just has a twin brother. We knew nothing about this whole time. That's awfully convenient. But they call that out within the movie when he's like, you know what? Just go ahead. If it's easy for you, just call me landfill. I know it's not my name, but you just go ahead and do it. And yeah. if, if, I mean, if anything, I'll just do everything landfill does to make it more comfortable for you. So it's like, so he's, he's the same character. Like, it was dumb, but like they made fun of it within the movie. So like they're aware of it and they yeah. turned it into something. And, and that's the whole point. It's making yeah. fun of the fact that a lot of these movies that they're referencing, mm-hmm. that's how they advanced the plot. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not that characters actually grow or anything no. actually meaningful occurs from it. Mm-hmm. It's just that somebody dies and they use it to create motivation. Mm-hmm. And it, but nothing really truly changes. That's what the whole point of these 80s movies was. It's like these 80s action movies, yeah, people die, but no yeah. one really cares. No, it's a, it's a cheap plot device. 
Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. But the, once again, highly quotable movie or moment in this movie where he says, it's like, yeah, Landfill told me all about you guys. So I don't feel like we have to have that. We are getting to know each other phase. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so like, yeah, they, 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 they totally call it out. They did. And like oh. beyond that, like if you look at this, like every like pretty much every literary story follows like the hero's journey, right? You've got a status quo, call to action, introduction of a character that moves us out from an area. We have a rising action, a climax, falling action, resolution, back to status quo. And this movie does that. It follows that perfectly. It does the same thing that really good storytelling does. You might not like it because it's that it's comedy. It's going to be subjective. That's, That's what's going to happen. Art's subjective in general. So you know if you you don't like a movie, fuck it off. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Some someone may love the movie for the same reasons you hate it. Um, but God, like I don't know. Like yeah, are people gonna hate on this movie? Sure. The the humor isn't necessarily highbrow, um, but at the same time, when you're with your buddies, like who's telling highbrow humor jokes while you're drinking? I was gonna say we we can't all be watching the classics, Professor Highbrow. Yeah. No one's doing that. And that's another thing that they even like the cats said to the people who were basically, I don't want to say like naysaying the movie, but like they didn't like the movie saying it was, it was bad. And it was again, like glorifying drinking. It's like, what was glory? Like what we're glorifying is all the social aspects of you hanging out with your buddies. And that's, that's what you see them doing throughout this movie is them like, again, again, like they're overcoming something, whether it's like, you've got their personal turmoil and the greater turmoil, you've got them like, growing together them having a good time oh my god when they crash the college party so they oh. can they can they can do more training oh and is it fink ends up duct taped to like monkey bars or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he's, oh. he's, he's he's plaster wrapped to the monkey bars <laughs> yeah this is like when when my buddy ended up in someone's like shed after a night of drinking and he called yeah. us he's like yeah i mean the shed come get me we're like where the fuck is the shed man <laughs> no one knows what you're talking about i gotta say man uh if there's if there's one thing that i will say about this movie that uh, hits a little too close to home it's it's when they get caught at that party and the cops show up and the teenager says to jan he goes dude what what are you like 35 (laughs) yeah and i'm like watching this again i'm like fuck i am damn it Oh my it's god! Like, so we're beer fest age. We we're are finally there. We're, we can do this now. Yeah, we can. Oh, I would oh, die. Yeah. I would. I would actually die. I would not do this. This is a and, bad idea. Joe, that's the disclaimer at the beginning of the movie. If you drink <laughs> that much beer, you will die. Yeah, which was, I believe, a a studio required disclaimer. Uh, they 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 originally weren't going to have that there. Yeah, in an age where mm-hmm. people are, you know, had been eating Tide Pods and, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Killing themselves in unique ways. Maybe it's a the disclaimer that we all needed. We just didn't know it yet. Yep, absolutely. And some fun post stuff in this movie. Because you remember it ends with them uh, meeting one Willie Nelson. It's true. And being told of a secret underground pot smoking competition. <laughs> and you have coming soon pot fest. Uh, which they acknowledge was never actually meant to set up a sequel. Um, yeah. It was just like, just kind of like a, oh, it's an open-ended story, meaning like anything could happen to this group of guys with what they're doing. There was apparently, I think, talks for a while of making it into like an animated something. 
and then that that ultimately ended up falling through but something that didn't fall through at the end of this movie is that when they were done and they wrapped up filming they actually had another um boat race between the german team and the american team oh really yep and yeah. the american team point of country pride despite the fact that many of the german team were also americans uh they won two out of three games that they played <laughs> so go america <laughs> hey we're not that drunk cheeky bastards <laughs> <laughs>